York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Come back down 21 points in the fourth quarter and beat the Heat 100 to 98. Jalen Brunson, big shot. Brunson gives you 24 points, three assists, shoots 10 of 16 from the field. Emmanuel quickly leads the bench with 20 points, two assists, and four rebounds. He was a big spark in that fourth quarter. The Bodmon RJ Barrett gave you 18 points and seven rebounds. Randall had a real funny game with a lot of turnovers and a lot of assists, 13 points, seven assists, and eight rebounds. And Josh Hart rounds it off with 10 points, eight rebounds, and four assists. And the Knicks really battled. We, we did not take care of the ball, especially in that first half. But somehow we came back. And we're going to talk about it, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the win. All right? Because the Knicks take home this win. Um, we live to fight another day because if, if you did not know, if the Knicks lost today, if the Knicks lost today, we would not be able to continue with the in-season tournament, but we beat the Heat, and I'm happy we got that dub. Not just because of the in-season tournament, because we, we owed them some get-back, Ebony. We did. We owed them some get-back from the playoffs, and I'm glad we got back and got that dub. So salute to you guys, and salute to everybody in the chat, all right? Let's let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, so, Ebony, man, how are you feeling about this win? Uh, I think it, it t- says what exactly what IQ said at his post game interview that we got dogs and they don't quit. Um, we went down twenty in the in the third quarter and came back to win. Not the whole game, but the third quarter that happened, we had to get back right. Mm-hmm. So that shows like yeah, like we we just gonna keep coming. We just gonna keep coming and and we got to talk about our our point guards today. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, we, yes, we do. The two-headed snake of our point guard. We had forty-eight. We had forty-eight minutes of point guarding today. We did. We yes. Did. Between Brunson and Emmanuel quickly, and I'm gonna start off with Emmanuel quickly because I feel like that's where the story really started. Because the third quarter happened, it looked like he was dead in the water. Um, all of a sudden, quickly comes in the game, and he's playing like he has no pressure. No fear in the world. He was super aggressive, bombing away from three. And the second unit in general came in, came in and took advantage of the Heat second unit. Really couldn't keep up with it with their aggressiveness and shot making. And that whole second unit was led by Emmanuel quickly shot making. Uh, he hit three after three. He came in slinging threes. And I feel like him and, and Hartenstein's defense really propelled the Knicks in that third and the third to fourth quarter to get things going exactly i definitely agree um it was the quickly show at the end of the third quarter we, we, we came out flat we came out really flat i think they said we went on they went on a 19-0 run mm-hmm. the beginning of the third quarter that third quarter so we were struggling you know um, it looked bad it looked like it was about to be a bad bad on espn <laughs> a bad did. showing on espn you know it did uh, so, but uh, quickly came in there, and he just he, the third quarter he just started picking his shots. Then that, and when Brunson went out, he continued, you know, holding it down offensively. When when it looked like we didn't have anything, and just the spark, 
And um, I know we're not, we'll talk about the bench. I know that, but just that whole unit in there, the, the energy kind of really, really um, brung us back. We started that run with that, with two of our big three on the bench. Yeah, we did. We did. So, yeah. And what IQ, what I thought today was underrated was his defense. Uh, when Brunson, when it was the Brunson time, when it was Brunson time, rather, you know, the clutch time, uh, he had uh, picked it up defensively. He had mm -hmm. some key stops and contests on Butler, and I think it was Jamie, too. He did, did well on Jamie uh, when he was guarding him, and he's a bit bigger than him. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think we did well, actually, when they, they were bigger than us, and we still had that small lineup. We didn't do too bad today with that, with that, that lineup was, at all. He, we didn't. There was a few lineups where you, when you look at it, you go, "Man, we should not have the advantage here." But we <laughs> ended up having the advantage. Um, Bam Adebayo is a guy who's like a, a defensive juggernaut. Uh, R.J. Barrett hit a clutch basket at the end, scoring over Bam Adebayo uh, quickly. Like you said, defensively did that. Uh, there was a time where Jimmy Butler switched on to Brunson, and it didn't matter. It matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Brunson's like, "Oh, you taller than me." Oh, you, you, you defensive stop. I don't care. I'm scoring buckets on you anyway. This team fought today, man. This team yes. really fought. The, yeah, they, they fought hard. And like I said, the point goes with IQ. They, he just picked his spots. He chose his. He had a beautiful shot selection today, too. And, and with Brunson, it seems like he figured out that the league is trying to put bigger players on him. And he's mm -hmm. letting the league know that that's not really how you guard me. Only I can guard me. And, right. and, uh, when they put that Butler, he did that strong move and brushed Butler right off. Like it wasn't Jimmy Butler, who's a very strong player. I was like, get it, Brunson. Let yeah, them man. know. Let right. them know. Let and know. Uh, yeah, Brunson was phenomenal. Like uh, IQ held it down and Brunson then finished. Brunson and a little bit of RJ uh, sprinkled in, closed the show. Um, You know, he had three back to back and one opportunities. Mm hmm. Strong. So, yeah. Strong finishes. Like one of the things that's underrated about Brunson is people talk about his his footwork um, and his mid range game, um, which they should because he he that's who he is. That's where he makes his bread and butter most for the most part. Even though this season he's been hitting threes a lot, mm -hmm. but uh, what's underrated about Brunson is he's strong. Like he's six. He's a he's kind of a burly six foot, and he's able to knock people off his spot and create space. And he did that today a few times. He's been doing that. Um, since he's been a Nick. So I, I really love, man, Brunson is phenomenal, man. Shot 66% from the field. And they really picked the spots because the beginning of the game, they were trapping him. They were getting the ball out of his hands. And it was forcing Randall to make a lot of the plays, which was really, really, really feast or famine. Really feast or famine. Because Randall, he made some phenomenal plays in the first half. But then he made some plays where I'm just like, okay, that, that wasn't needed. Uh, and he was a lot of reason why we were down for most of that first half. Um, but credit these Knicks. Credit the Knicks because the Knicks were up one at the half, not playing well. Like all the things that we usually do well, Ebony, we didn't do well. Like we were number two in the league in offensive rebounds. We lost the offensive rebounding battle today. To the worst team, the worst rebounding team in the league, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, the points off of turnovers. The Heat had 18 points off of turnovers in the first half. They're the 25th ranked pace team. The, the Heat were running off of turnovers and missed baskets, and we were not able to go back and defend 
incorrectly. It was it was uh-huh. mind boggling to me because it felt like defensively we were good in the half court, but for some reason we were really bad at matching up off of missed shots and turnovers, and we had to clean that up. We had yeah, to that that's just shouts out to uh, Miami having a smart coaching staff. Um, all season, you know, we talk we speak about how how um we we've, we've been struggling to get back. You know, even on made baskets sometimes during the season, you know, we'd be like, how did he get behind y'all? You know, we've said that quite a bit of times this season. So um, Miami recognizing that they pushed every ch- chance they could trying to catch us off guard and our defense not being set. Because, again, we are a good team defensive team. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a good defensive team. So you don't want to go against a setup. You want to get us mismatched and, and, right. and backpedaling to take advantage of us. So it was a, it's, it's a smart, very smart strategy by uh by Miami, but we just overcame that first first quarter. I felt like it was more a lot more one on one. We had spurts where we did good ball movement, but it yeah. was more my my turn, your turn type of thing. And mm-hmm. it was a lot more today in that first half standing around, you know, the standing the standing around clapping, waiting for the ball kind of thing. I saw more so. And, and uh, Randall gave me some PTSD, me a little flashback of some yeah. things I don't want to see ever again. That <laughs> the jump yeah. pass, I thought yeah. we passed that. I thought we passed that jump pass, and I saw it today. Yeah, I almost, yeah. but but we moving on. We're not gonna look back, right, Randall? We're not looking back. <laughs> we moving, we moving forward with this. Because uh, yeah, at, at one point we had eight turnovers as a team, and he had six of them. So mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> He had six, and sometimes I'm looking like, oh, that's a really. Sometimes I, was, I find myself going, oh, that's a great pass, Randall. Like the 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 five four pick and roll still worked. Like I, I feel like one of his first nice passes was this pass to Mitch as he was rolling, and yeah. that's the advantage of having Randall run the pick and roll versus Brunson because they was trapping, they was trapping Brunson, and he can't make that pass over the top to Mitch rolling, but Randall's tall enough to do it. But it's just Randall's not good as, as good as a passer sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can tell he's still learning how to deal with the double team. Um, yeah, Miami double team him basically the whole night. They mm. they weren't they weren't shy with it. It was aggressive double team, and exactly. you know, um, Randall is still learning on the making the right reads because sometimes he he has to realize the different elements. You can't do the same thing every time. You know, you have to really see what they're doing and, and, and adjust because he tried to do a, a alley-oop pass to, to iHeart that I knew wouldn't work. Yeah. You got to know your personnel. I'm like, that's not Mitch. I get it. If it was Mitch, that might have been different, you know, a different, a better look. But, um, again, he's learning. He's learning about uh, dealing with double teams. I was saying maybe what they did, well, the, the adjustment we kind of made in the third quarter was maybe to get it out of his hand a little bit, help him, help him, or put him off ball more so than have him be the decision maker since they're blitzing him so much. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like the biggest change that I noticed in that fourth quarter was we went away from Randall. We went away from Randall. We, we doubled down on Brunson. They was very judicious on who they were picking with in the pick and roll in that in that fourth quarter. Um, they 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 saw that the Miami was switching a lot of times, and they was picking who they wanted to switch with. It's like, okay, if you're gonna switch everything, if you're not gonna trap me and you're gonna switch, I'm picking my defender. And they did a really good job switching 
and picking certain defenders to pick on. And Brunson was clutch, clutch in that fourth quarter. And so was RJ, who made a lot of big plays. Yes, I felt, you know, we were beating ourselves a lot. And one thing with Miami is they don't do that. They're yeah. also a, a, a good team that, you know, a team that doesn't turn the ball over like us. They don't foul very much. You know, they play defense without fouling. fouling. And, um, you know, they, they, when they make the most out of the shots they get. So you can't make many mistakes and expect to beat Miami, you know. In, in the first half, we made a lot of mistakes. And in the third quarter, the beginning of the third quarter, I felt we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I felt we were jumping on a lot of shot uh, fakes today. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, not staying on their feet. And I was just like, we got to be more disciplined. If we just be more disciplined on offense and defense because we were turning the ball over and then, you know, we, we, we're following them and jumping at them. So I was like, if, if we could turn that around, you know, we, we'll have a shot. And then the third quarter happened. I was like, okay, come on, we got a lot of turning around. Yeah, to yeah, do. yeah. But IQ again stepped it up. And then uh, RJ and, and Brunson brought us home. And again, shouts out to them for, for picking up their teammate who didn't have a great game. You know, so we won't we won't have to hear people demolishing. Well, they probably still will, but not as much. Demolishing Randall. For his, mm-hmm. you know, his play today because we still got the W. This is what a team looks like. Pick team each looks. other up. Pick each other. Everybody's gonna have a good game every all the time. Sometimes you're gonna have bad games. Randall, yeah, had, I don't know. I don't even know what you call it. Like I, I, I feel like some fans would call it a bad game. Um, I wouldn't call it an all the way bad game. I call it a mixed bad game. That's what I'll call it. I'll call it a mixed bad game because there were stretches that were horrible. And there were stretches that were really like the the kick out to Grimes to end the the second quarter was the correct play. Um, there yeah. was a few correct plays even that third quarter when the when the when the starters were struggling. I just felt like the starters were kind of playing tight a little bit. And and Clyde said it in the program, but it mm-hmm. felt like they were playing a little bit scared. Um, but the correct plays were made, but it just didn't come to fruition. We didn't score for those. But uh, Randall had a mixed bag. Um, game today, but I'm just glad IQ was there to pick it up. So was Brunson and so was RJ Barrett. Yes. And um definitely I am. Um you know see look even Randy had 13 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. So he didn't let it define his whole game. He still was doing other things or trying to. Um I'm just glad that that he didn't normal normally, you know, with a game like this, you on, on a big stage like this, you might have seen him press a little bit. But he didn't. It didn't seem like, you know, he let it get to him too much or affect the team, rather, you know. Like, I'm having a bad game. Uh, let my teammates do what they can, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm actually going to get out the way. So that that, that was good to see. And I, I want to say shouts out. I don't normally do this, so it feels weird. Shouts out to Tibbs. <laughs> because playing who need, who, who was, was impacting the game, you know, yeah. playing the people who were impacting the game at the right times, picking and choosing. Like I mentioned earlier, um, it was the art, it was the, the, the unit with RJ in the bench that really started the comeback. And yeah. I, I felt, I felt that he, he eased the, the starters in and didn't even put Mitch back in. He let iHeart rock out. So this mm-hmm. is what, again, having the team playing those who's in, impacting the game, it's not what you did for me lately. It's what are you doing now? So who's hot that game? And I've been asking Tibbs to do that, and it kind of today kind of felt like a game like he did, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Only thing I would say, Tibbs still doesn't really do this. Uh, 
I do feel like he still plays the starters. Um, he will not take the starters out until he'll either play the starters the entire third quarter or until the three minute mark. They'll be down fifty. He'll still play. <laughs> my, that's my only. That's still my only thing with Tibbs that annoys me. Is like, all right, we down fifteen now. I, it's, it's cool that you play the timeout. You call timeout, but you know what? Put somebody else in the game. Yeah. And switch it up earlier than the three minute mark in the third quarter. You know, that's my only thing. No, I agree. I don't like the set rotations. I've never liked that. I've never liked that. I thank goodness I've never played on the team when I'm playing. I've never played on the team like that. It's always been if you don't play, you don't, you know, if you don't contribute, you don't stay in the game, you know. That's right. just it. If you don't find something positive to do, you don't you don't get a chance to play. Um and, and and I guess that's the kind of thing I take when I'm looking at my team. I would like the, my coach to do that too. So I, I saw that today with Tips. Like you know, you see IQ rock out. You didn't see Grimes. Well, Grimes had a short lease, so so, so he yeah. doesn't count. He doesn't count. But even with Randall, to me, he eased him back in. He normally he put Brunson and Randall in quick, fast. You know, put him back in that third, the second uh, when it comes to the fourth quarter, that type type of time today. But yeah, he, he, he played, he uh, subbed in Brunson for a while by himself and then put Randall in a little bit later. And when Randall came in, he didn't try to take over. He just kept letting his teammates go with the flow of the game. So, like yeah. I said, we're, we see growth. Every game you see growth and you just hope that it continues and it's not a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, the starters came in and RJ was running the show for the first few minutes when the starters came in, came back in. And I was happy to see that. Like, I don't even remember Randall touching the ball in the fourth quarter at all. Like, Me I neither. I can't. Yeah, I don't either. He played the background. He was just like a decoy. And that could have been by design, too, because you know what? Brunson got caught up in the first half a lot, getting trapped by bigger, bigger guys. So, I mean, now that I think about it, that could have been by that could have been offensive design to keep Brunson out of the picture to keep his defender a bigger guy from going on to Brunson and trapping him because that's what was keeping Brunson out of the game in that first half to begin with, even though Brunson was scoring efficiently. Like, you really couldn't – Brunson was not – he had the our best playmaker um, was out of the play. So yeah. that could have been a, 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 something designed by Tibbs to just kind of use him as a decoy and, and keep the bigger defenders – Away from Brunson, so I don't know. You got to give it up. Give it up, Tiz, man, tactician. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think. Never thought. Well, not never thought. You know, never say never. But you know, it's <laughs> it's very rare. It's very rare. But I, like I said, I try to give people people their flowers. I'm I'm gonna talk yeah. about them when they do bad. I'm gonna talk about you when you do good too. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He'll salute to the chat. So I'm not. I don't have the usual setup. So there's no Discord. No. Uh, gunshots. You got to do your internal gunshots today. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it though. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Fritz, best mod in the game, who's running the show for us um, behind the scenes. And shout out to the chat, man. Shout out to East Brew. Shout out to Sandman. I see you, Sand. Sandman's here during wins. I see you, Sandman. Salute to you. You're here during the win celebrating with us. All right. I, I respect it. Uh, shout out to Fritz. Shout out to Alexander. And shout out to Jay Boogie's in the chat. Jay the yeah, man. Salute, salute, salute. Salute, salute. Shout out to Jay Boogie. says, back on Christmas. Is in negotiations to be performed on Christmas Day. Whoa, wait a minute. You talking about MSG? Appreciate you, JL, and the KOT show. Love here always, my brother. All right, oh. you. 
right. I'm trying to read. Back on Christmas is in negotiations to be performed on Christmas. Are you performing on Christmas? Is that what you're saying? Are you performing on Christmas Day on MSG? Is that what you're saying? Or, or am I adding? I'm adding. <laughs> J Boogie be moving in a certain way, so you won't know. He he might have some big things because he be moving big out here. A good guy, a good guy. Definitely, Definitely. good guy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Salute to you. Salute to you. I don't know if you have any. We can make this a short show. I don't know if you have anything you want you want to touch on. That I do. It's still weird that you know Grimes only have like four shots today. Uh, Divincenzo didn't really have a lot of shots either. Um. But uh, I don't know if you, anything else you want to mention. Um, dang, I, I did. I kind of wait. Hold on for for because I did write something down that I want to talk about, so I didn't forget because you know my memory shot. Yeah, we know. Oh, uh, shout out to <laughs> shout out to uh uh for to our team for not settling and playing in the hands of the defense. Mm. Our three point shooting on both sides on Miami and New York was terrible, terrible. And the yeah. words of, of Charles Barkley, terrible. It was just terrible, right? So um, we did not we did not keep jacking it up, and we started going to the hoop and being more aggressive. On mm -hmm. on our comeback, you know, we sprinkled some quickly threes in there, a little yeah, RJ yeah. threes every once in a while. But they, it wasn't everybody just settling for threes. You had Brunson trying to get to the bucket. You, you had RJ getting to the bucket. He had that strong move against Bam, you know, um, then then you had our defensive intensity pick up. We started getting into the passing lanes and deflecting passes. I think we had like back to back steals and, and back to back three pointers on both of those steals, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um so yeah, I just I just like the fight. I just love the fight. And and, and you you can't ask for anything else from your team. You know, even when they're down and they're still not gonna give up. They're gonna give you their all. And Josh Hart, uh, we could talk about Josh Hart. I thought he played yeah, I, I thought he played a, a good game. Yeah, now nah, I agree. Josh Hart has been someone that's been frustrating me a little bit. <laughs> and we haven't really talked about him a lot, but he has, to me, hasn't played that well to start. It could be the fatigue from playing with, in FIBA, just like Jalen Brunson. But beyond the fatigue, the unwillingness to shoot open shots really bugged me. Um, a lot of times in that Miami Heat Knicks matchup, Brunson was left open on purpose, and Brunson or whoever teammate would kick him the ball, and the Heat wouldn't even close out. That they they straight up they didn't disrespect him. They didn't even close out. They and he and a lot of times he would just head fake and driving the traffic, and it would be a turnover. But today when he was open, he shot the ball. Most of the time from three, even though um I don't know what was his stat line today. It was um he had yeah, ten points, eight rebounds, yeah. Yeah, four, four assists, one steal, four for seven from the field, one yeah. for three from from one for three from three. It was horrible. <laughs> and he, he he hit one for one from 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 free throw. Mm -hmm. Plus five, one turnover, one foul. Right. So, he put, he plays a good game. Like with, with, with Josh Hart again, I always tell people that his game is not flashy. He's not flashy, and he's really going to do whatever the team needs him to do. Yeah, whatever dirt. that may be, it may look sometimes it may look like scoring, 
Sometimes it may look like rebounds. Sometimes it may look like setting up his teams for other shots. And sometimes it just may look like being a decoy by cutting. Something mm -hmm. he just always has an impact on the game. And his impact is always not going to be scoring. So I think when, when people think about his amount, he, he's getting paid, they'll be like, well, he has to score. He has to score. Um, but one thing I've noticed with, with Josh Hart throughout the game, I mean, we, he's been doing a decent job, like secretly, uh, at that backup four. Um, when it comes to battling for rebound, he hasn't been getting out rebounded like that mm -hmm. and things of that nature. He's been playing solid D. Um, you know, the assist numbers go back and forth. What I would like him to do, like you mentioned, though, is to stop the hesitation. I would like that. Um, you then the pump faking, you uh, quickly can get away with that because he's shooting at a good clip. And he so he can, yeah, yeah, he, he can, he can, he can act like he's shooting and people believe in fake. Or when you do it, they like, ah, right, you just give them a chance to go to somebody else because they would rather you shoot it. So mm -hmm. now they're trying to box out somebody else, and that's not what you had intended to do anyway. So now you get to say now is a stutter in the offense. Exactly. Um, I just want him to stop, limit the hesitation. That's the only thing I I really have against him because I think he underrated me like quietly is having a decent nothing nothing to 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 be you know rah rah about, but a, a solid season as a as a role play. I would like that three-point percentage to get a little better. You know, we we all would like a consistent three from him. That would help a lot. And and I think he would be more deadly. A Josh Hart with a with a, a consistent three-pointer, mm -hmm. the way he go to the basket like a running back. Yeah. <laughs> that that would help his game. Um so but I, I I with him, when you hustle, uh, good things happen. Yeah, good things happen. I'm not worried about him or Dante because I didn't think Dante, you know, had a, a a big game, but he did his defensive impact during that run. You know, he started getting into the lanes. Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought, you know, that was big. But this is this is what a team we're not we're not shiny the shiny uh toys as you would say. We don't probably look good on paper, um, this, but as a team, we are super dangerous. This is like the closest to the '90s style Knicks that I've seen. Where it's yes. a bunch of guys who are not necessarily superstars, but they do a lot of the dirty work. Josh Hart is the dirty work guy. Dante is the dirty work guy. Hartenstein is the dirty work guy. Um, and they just gut it out. And then we have, we have like, and then we have like these guys who are like on the brink of being great players, but not considered all stars. Uh, we're just a crew. It's, it's like a motley crew of dudes who's going to give it their all, and fight no matter what and that's when you're a team that's down 20 points 21 points in the fourth quarter and win uh, <laughs> that held I, them held shut them down it was like well what was the shoot percentages again one for what what was it from listen, three all we had to do was make some shots because they wasn't shooting well in the first in the first half like really they 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 were only in the game because we turned the ball over and they got more shots at the basket. I think they had 46 shots to a 39 in the first half field goal attempts. And, and, and we also, we also, the yeah, election, like we turned, we beat ourselves, we turned the ball over. And um, one thing I'm going to keep telling, I, I, I won't, I'm going to keep saying, because it keeps showing when we do that one on one ball, it is terrible. Bad things happen. It looks like an extreme struggle. It looks so, it looks like, we can't get anything easy. I thought that's what we were doing in the first half and part of the third quarter. 
that nothing came easy. But once we start moving the ball and trusting each other and, or, or helping each other get easy shots, giving each other space, and so Brunson can go get the space to do what he does and, and, and with his hand doing things of that nature, or RJ the same, um, then you saw good things happen. So I hope they see that. I hope we don't keep going back and forth where we have these laps and, and we don't have a lot of assists and we're not passing or moving and we're waiting on the perimeter. I hope we, they realize that playing as a team, what it does, and, and doesn't it feel easier? <laughs> you understand? Like, yeah. doesn't, doesn't this feel easier than 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 uh, trying to do it all for yourself? Because you got a little bit of people chipping in from here and there, and that makes up. You get some people chipping in for, on the rebound, some people chipping in the assists, and that can make up for a, a star's off day. Yeah, and you know what else it is, too? It's like the heat defense. You know, shout out to Spolster. Spolster is a tactician as a coach, and they'll throw everything at you. They were trapping us uh, to get the ball out of Brunson's hands. They were switching a lot of things. And you know, when you switch in basketball, it's harder for you to – it's harder for you to actually move the ball when you switch. When you switch, you're kind of promoting one-on-one iso ball. You know what I mean? Because when you switch, it's not like you're not going to get any separation on anybody. Mm. So you, when you're switching, you're like, all right, I have a bigger defender or a slower defender on me, so now I'm taking them one-on-one. So when you switch, it promotes even less ball movement than you usually have. And Spolter does that, and he throws us out of rhythm. And we only had 21 assists today after, you know, having a lot of assists for the first few games. Um, so it didn't bode well for us, but we ended up actually winning the game anyway. So it, it worked out at the end. But you're right, the, the ball movement is, is going to help us win games. We found a way to move the ball in that fourth quarter uh, when we started to come back. And to end the game, we finally used the switches to our advantage. Um, and we ended up winning the game. So uh, – I'm I'm just happy we got this win. I'm I'm happy we beat the bum heat because I'm tired of losing to this man. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of a bam on my out of bios illegal screens too. Oh my goodness, he almost took somebody else out today. Oh His oh, come on, clumsy. I don't know what to call him. Like him and Derek yeah. White, stay away from my players. He almost hurt hurt Brunson. Brunson. Yeah, he almost hurt Brunson. He yo shouts IQ. He hurt IQ in the playoffs. He hurt Randall. Right before the playoffs started, like I hope we do not play the Heat right before the playoffs. Him, him and Derek White, stay away from my plays, please. Stay away, because <laughs> I was please. scared when Brunson was on the floor. I was, woo, even though whose man's is this for that? Because that was crazy. Yeah, super crazy. But now, yeah, yeah, with the assists, I'm glad we hit 20 mark. Um, I, I remember, I think it was in the, the Timberwolves game. We didn't even, we didn't get 20. I'm not sure. So like that, that was a another time again, a, a good team and us trying to do it one on one is what I see. I see it just going back into bad, maybe bad habits or not bad habits, just what you're comfortable doing when mm-hmm. you're down or, or or against good teams. And um, I was just glad that uh, Randall didn't try to do what he did in the Timberwolves game when it seemed like he was trying to go back and forth with that hero. Let me show you what I got against Cat. Yeah. Like he just took the the the, the back row, so I, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I had something else to say, but I you know my memory shots. <laughs> that, that's... My, my memory is shot. <laughs> but I I appreciate the fight, and this is a good morale win. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know ESPN was waiting for the blowout at the end. They, oh, their man. eyes lit up when we was down by twenty, but 
Uh, sorry for y'all. It's been ruined. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad I wasn't listening on ESPN. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's been ruined. <laughs> so glad. It's been ruined. The next, the next step for us, the next step for us, is beating those teams with with the elite defenses. Because when you're playing the guys, the low echelon guys, who's getting 28 assists, 27 assists, uh, 26 assists. The next step for us is to beat those guys uh, who are elite defenses or top 10 defenses and, and keep with our system and still find a way to move the rock. Because we, I felt like we felt short with the Timberwolves because they're, they are number one defense. They got a lot of deep, the long guys to help defend. And I don't remember what – I don't remember the, the, the ranking of the Heat, but the, the Heat aren't no slouch on defense either. You're not going to be with Bam out of bio and Jimmy Butler. And the coach like exposure, so not at all. They they're like top ten in steals too, right? Like number three in steals. They're they're a good defensive team, and and just like uh, Minnesota was a good defensive team, and and, and with Miami they doing it without fouling. They do not foul, just like us. They don't foul. They stay in front of you and play good disciplined defense. And with the Timberwolves, it's funny you said because NBA University, which I frequent a lot, they just had a, 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 a post on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, about um, defensive rating, players' defensive rating. And the Timberwolves had six of their players on a, a 15-player list, I believe. Mm. Six of them. Yeah. So six. we didn't lose to a slouch. It was no need. Yeah. I seen everybody about to lose their mind. They want to trade everybody. They look again, looking to trade everybody. It, it, it's part of the course, Edmund. It's part of the course. <laughs> I but, don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but this this win was a good win. It sets us up for Sunday when we play the Suns. The Suns are another team where you know they got De- can't can't sleep on the Suns. They have Kevin Durant. You know, no. <laughs> yeah, <No>. Durant. <laughs> they have Durant and Booker. So I mean, they don't really have the, the depth. They're really top-heavy, um, so it should be an interesting game on Sunday at 6 o'clock. I can't wait to, to, to play the Suns. But then we got the Hornets, winnable game again. Um, Pistons, the Raptors twice, and the Jazz. So hopefully we start to build some momentum. Yes, I agree. Hopefully. Um, I, I want to see. I believe in this team. I don't think it's a fluke, uh, but the up and down can is is, is – you know, can have people having questions. I understand that. Um, the, the not being consistent could definitely have you thinking. You know, is it real or, or are they going through a good, good little, sl- a good uh, streak rather? So, yeah. um, I, but I'm thing, proud of this team. We're not. There's no slump. I mean, we lost to the Timberwolves, but we. we nah. We, we, there is no slump. We just well, have a winning record. Yeah, now I'm talking. About, I'm talking about with the with the the the, the team play with the, the the way we get the wins. You know how sometimes we we all as a team, and then sometimes we go to this where it just looks like, okay, I'm going to try to do it. Okay, I can't do it. Well, you try to do it now. You know, so that's what I mean by like a slump. Like, is is that our identity? Is that really our identity, or or, or are we faking it of the faking the funk? But I really think that's who who we're trying to become and who we are. Um. I just think, uh, you know, to keep keep locked in. We just got to keep – everybody keep locked in. We'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. Shout out to Latrosby, well, the American Dream. <laughs> One of my favorite players in Nick history. He said Brunson made a play out of nothing to find RJ for a wide open three that missed. But Randall was way too slow at reacting on court. Ugh. Um, yeah, that was a good play by Brunson too. 
Um, he gets it's funny. He gets his tag for being selfish sometimes, and I do believe sometimes he needs to pass. But I, I still feel like he tries to win, and when he sees the pass, he's not good at throwing lobs. He's not. Uh, he he tried to throw a lob to Mitch, and it turned into a three point, a three pointer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he misses the big so much, and I, I want to say maybe like you said is is the height difference, but but um he missed Mitch wide open. Um Grimes wound up hitting him, so I, I said I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say he thought Grimes had a better angle. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more. I think he's just more comfortable throwing it to the shooters than the than the big. I think he's scared to throw it to the big and commit a turnover. Uh, and he just so he goes just for the safer pass. But um yeah he it was a nice kick out to RJ who missed the three but R, so he tries to make the play even in winning time but he, he just always doesn't make it all the time but he's still he's still clutch man that guy was a problem in clutch time man I want him on my team in, in the clutch yes sure. he's he's a dog I ain't gonna I ain't gonna nitpick on him he did have like zero zero assists I think like the whole first half. Or, yeah, but, it might have been the whole first half if I remember correctly. Yeah. So you that, know, people are gonna say stuff about that. <laughs> but that was it was the way they was playing them though. Like if you if you saw the way Miami was playing him, they were playing him to take the ball out of his hand. So you can't get an assist if they keep trapping you um, at the three point line. At that point, you guys gotta get rid of the ball. Yeah, and that's what he was doing the whole first half. It wasn't that he was necessarily ball hogging. It was just like. They knew that he was dangerous, and they weren't letting him do anything. <laughs> they were just like, "Oh, pick and roll, we're trapping." Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he was uh ball ball hogging either. I, th- I think um Randall had the ball in his hand majority of that 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 yeah. first first half. Um, he did. I he think did. And that that was another adjustment by the Knicks in the second half to uh, limit that. So yeah, I I think that's all I said. I just I, I just today it was adjustment. The key word was adjustments because we did yeah. lots of it. And uh, that's not normally what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, this this was something different, and hopefully it continues. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm glad Butler was able to continue, and they got to show the replay how he got hurt because I didn't want to have to hear the crying Miami Heat fans talking about we injured him again. Man, oh, Miami Heat's it. <laughs> we didn't injure injured him the first time. We injured They they stay injuring us. I don't even want to hear it. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But salute to the chat. I want to. Should we do broad pick? I don't even have. Yeah, I, I got one. I seen somebody put it in the chat too. Yeah, I don't um, even have my broad button. I'm gonna have to do it. I have to do it by by mouth, bruh. <laughs> yes, I have a bro pick, and it's it's probably. I, I did see someone, one person say say it in the chat, and it's definitely Josh Giddy. Mm. It, it, it might have to be uh the OKC's uh um whoever I think it was the GM or or the president I forgot whoever said that they no comment because this is a personal matter. No, it's not a personal yeah. matter, sir. That is a legal matter. That so is. yeah, that one and Josh Giddy with the no comment. No, let's put, explain, put it. Explain what's happening with Josh Giddy. Uh, Josh Giddy has um come it's come out that he's had messed with or dating or messing with had relations with a a six to sixteen seventeen year old uh, a teenager basically, bro. Yes, yes, really? so that has come out. 
that he's messing with an underage girl and they're trying to say that it's legal in whatever state he did it in or whatever it is. But whatever, however way you spin it, it's not, it does not a good look. If even if it's, that's come on, you you are an NBA player. You have a bunch of grown women that you don't go to jail for. So all around you. And, and this is what you was resolved. I don't get it. Make it make sense. The, the decision making, I know it hasn't it hasn't, okay. you know, the fact <laughs> haven't yeah, really yeah. come out because they're investigating. But I remember seeing a tweet not too long ago because I'm in these Twitter streets. <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing a tweet not too long ago about somebody telling a girl to relay a message to Josh Giddy. And she actually showed the screenshot of the messages between him and her her relating the message that the fans asked her to, right? To mm -hmm. supposedly that's the girl mm -hmm. that he's yes. So it's like it might it, it be a, it, it looks to be a trail, you know, pictures uh, of things like that you can't you can't deny. And um, yeah, I, I, I I'm going you know we got to wait to see what it sees, but it, uh, what comes out, but it doesn't look good. It does not look good. So yeah, yeah definitely, Josh Giddy, sophomore in college, somebody in the, in the and it's not from high school, somebody in the chat asked. Yeah, they said sophomore or junior, I believe I heard. Yeah, and, man, uh, you and college, you in college is, bro. You got to go with the college girls. You got to the high school girls. Yeah. I know you're 21, bro. They they claim that this happened, supposedly, it was when he's 19 or so, and he, she's 17, 16, or something like that. Uh, but I think this was more recent than that, to be honest. Mm. Trying but to do it. we but. shall see, you know, what's done in the dark. Nowadays, it seems to be coming to light, left and right. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> happening in the universe. Yes, something happening. Well, I already know, like in New York in particular, what I've heard is what's happening is that there's like a been like a new law that's put in place in New York in particular, mm -hmm. where Was it the, the Victims Act, I think it's called. Something yeah, like the Victims Act. Yeah, you know, see, everybody know. <laughs> yeah, the Victims Act, where you have like a certain amount of time to file. Uh, lawsuits for sexual sexual assaults, and if you didn't do it before Thursday, yeah, then you couldn't bring people to trial. Or, so that's mm -hmm. why all these cases are coming out all of a sudden back to back because people are meeting the deadline. So you're gonna you'll be hearing a lot of stuff over the next probably week or two. Yes, and and with this with this whole case with the NBA is what what I've been saying. You know, um, a lot of people had their their you know, concerns or, or the, the dislikes for the past, the past um, president of of the NBA and, and Stern. But one yeah. thing I can say is he did try to keep the, the integrity of the game and, and just the people. You hear the, yeah. the limps he would go to keep his players out of out of out of um trouble. You heard Carmelo tell the stories and, you know, you hear other AI tell the stories of the limps that they would go to kind of keep you away from bad influence, influence influences and things of that yeah. nature. And um, yeah. now with, with today, it just seems like it's all about the mighty dollar. And if if you can bring the almighty dollar in this NBA, that they're willing to overlook it. You know, you see the Miles Bridges, and then you see that they cut Kai Jones, the same team that employs Miles Bridges, cut somebody that looked like they need, you know, maybe a therapist or two. Yeah. You know, uh, so it, 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 what kind of message is the, the league sending right now? It's kind of iffy. 
And as a woman, I'm, I got my eyes on, on, on the NBA and how they handle certain things because it's, it's not it's not looking very great lately. Yeah, it's funny. Stern has his reputation of being uh, well, Stern really, and it's funny because like it, at the time, you don't appreciate it. And there's I, there are certain times where I did feel like he was going too far, but sometimes I don't know. Right now, if I maybe the swing, the pendulum has swung too far the other way, and they might need to tighten up on some of these things. Uh, like I, I do remember the I do remember you know. The, the, the dress code thing was a big deal with Stern. And people weren't allowed to wear what they wanted to wear. They had to be in suits or whatever. I felt like, ah, that might have been a little bit too far for the NBA. But I do like certain, I do like that he was sterner about some more criminal activity being in the league and dirtying up the league. Like, I don't think we need that. And we need to keep an eye on that and tighten that up. Because I don't, yeah. we don't need that here either. <clears throat> yeah, facts. And to me, it, it seems like he's more, in tune and keeping you uh uh from talking to the refs or criticizing the refs or things of that nature <laughs> instead of instead of stuff that's really 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 major. Um, right. If you just if you just look at at how you're allowing a referee that you know is antagonizing a certain player and his history behind that, how do you allow that to conti still continue? It's just little things that have, I've oh, I've looked at silver sideways for a while now. Um, yeah, at the same you know, time. During the Stern era is when you had uh, Donahue and those guys betting on games. So I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's, it's come out that the the, the, the um, referee after that. Why can't I remember his name now? The referee that got into huh? Who was it? Yeah, the, the referee that got to CP3. That they were best friends. Tim Donahue and him were best friends. Yeah. Listen, so, man. You know how that go? Birds of a feather. Listen, if you listen. <laughs> If you listen to KOT, we started what 2017 or what? We were, we were, we've been complaining about Scott Foster for a long time at KOT, right? Because there were some games where I'm just like, how was that even a call? I still remember he he called Courtney Lee, he gave Courtney Lee a tech for trash talking, um, at a at a jump ball with like an overtime to lose the game, and it was like. The most ridiculous call, and then he interviewed Courtney Lee, and Courtney was like, "Yo, I didn't even say anything crazy." He's like, "What the rookie said to me was crazy," and I just said, "Hey, man, watch your mouth," and he gave me a tech. <laughs> so yeah. you God should God never God. know a referee's name. The fact that you want to know the referee name is, is, is yeah. you understand? We didn't come here to see you, and, and that's that's what gets me. But yeah, um, the, the the NBA with this, they they definitely have to handle this because they they people think they've mishandled a lot of other things. So, mm. yeah. Ooh, what's it? Charles Pivot says late in the game, Brunson was calling for Randall to set a screen because Jack West was guarding Randall, and Randall was so slow to react and screen late that he could not happen. Come on, we need you to be. Uh, you know what's funny? Sometimes when Randall doesn't get the ball, he gets a little pouty. So I wonder if that's I don't know something. He gets a little pouty sometimes when he needs the ball. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that's what he was doing, but it's a possibility. That's a possibility. Uh, I don't know. If we went off on a tangent from what we was talking about, but I thought yeah. that was an intriguing <laughs> comment that caught my eye. <laughs> I had the who man's is Adam Silver too. Forget that. Yeah, <laughs> forget that who's man's is this war for sure. <laughs> Hold that one for the, for the, yeah. for the 
Somebody in the chat said the NBA is hard on drugs, though. I said, yeah, well, if that's the case, that's the case. They should have drug tested him and let it be if that yeah. was the case. But I don't even think they found anything if it, in him. They just like, all right, you're a little, you're going left, you know. Um, He right. made some comments about his teammates. I think they were just like, all right, whatever. But to me, it's just crazy that you, you were quick to give up on that kid and, and, and you have somebody that's still terrorizing his his, his baby mother, you know, the, the, the mother of his kids. My thing is, yeah, I was like, how are you going to be harder on drugs than domestic violence? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like the only drugs maybe that you should really be hard on is are like performance enhancement drugs or like hard drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I domestic don't know. violence, though, like you just kind of look the other way is, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird. To me. Yeah, Josh Giddy, do you think like under investigation, I know you you're innocent until proven guilty, but in this case you see some you see some evidence. It doesn't look good on on the on the surface. Would you think that they would keep him away or maybe not let him practice or keep him from the team facilities for a little while until they get a hand on it? Or do you think they should have let him go on and go just say no comment on 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 a, a topic as serious as you know as the un, messing with the underage should um, he talk I don't think any of that stuff should be handled publicly, to be honest with you. Like, what is he going to say? Like, I feel like I feel like the NBA just needs to do his own investigation on what's happening. And if if something is crazy happening happens, then you just kind of out the league and off the team. That's how I feel about it. Like, I don't. It doesn't need to be a, a statement. It's just yeah. like if you do, if you're not doing it right, you you gotta you gotta get you gotta keep him pushing. That's how I feel. Anyway. I get it. I'm just saying, if it's me, the first thing I'm saying is the truth gonna come out. You know, not not just no comment, and then I, then I'm gonna say after that, after I say you know truth, truth, you know the truth will come out. We we're gonna yeah. find out the truth. That's if you, you're not guilty, and then and then you you say you get what I'm saying. You go, and then I'm allow you know. I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's your no comment right there. You get what yeah. I'm saying? You you kind of put yourself like I ain't do it. I'm good. Y'all gonna find out exactly what happened, and then we yeah. gonna you, you know I can move on. But yeah, after that, I'm not saying anything. Just the whole no comment yeah. thing that that look that it don't yeah, look no right comment, to me. Yeah, my, my no comment at all seems it feels guilty. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it is because I don't know the details. But yeah. no comment feels guilty. But if you yeah. say like you said, more will be revealed. I can't I can't talk about anything because it's under investigation. But as soon as I can, I will talk to you. When you say stuff like that, it gives the, at least gives the demeanor that you want to speak to the people. And that you aren't ashamed of anything, and I'm just Correct. I'm just following protocol, you know. But uh, it is what it is. We'll see how that plays out. We'll definitely see how that plays out. But yo, salute to the chat. We can end the show right here. Um, shout out to my guys Lee, who's chilling with moms on the holidays, and shout out to my guy Ryan G. He's gallivanting around New York. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, in New York. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from Indiana. So I know he's out here in bars. Also, he was in the he was in the text chat talking about he was pissed <laughs> that the Knicks were losing and left the bar in the third quarter only to get home and find out they won. Shout out to Ryan for helping the mojo, I guess. <laughs> exactly. He was Ryan G. He was bad luck. So we started leaving. We, we started winning after you left. So <laughs> thank yeah. you for the ball. You set you set the toe for us. That's how you got that dub. All right. Shout out to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I know he would have had definitely had a bro pick. His bro pick might have been him. He might. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Except for, for leaving the, the bar before the game's over. And they mm-hmm. and you already know that you know that bar was lit after the, <laughs> the comeback. What? You know that bar was lit. Was I was watching pos- positive vibes. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching my I was watching me and my fam. My fam was lit and cheering. And and booing the one person who wasn't Nick fan in there. It was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's only one. It's always one, right? Yeah, it was always one. It's always one. It's always one. Going against yeah. the grain. But yeah, salute to the chat. Shout out to Alexander. We survived 100 people. Uh, SK, Coach CR, salute to you. Um, shout out to Fritz, the best mod in the game, who's holding it down for me. Uh, because, you know, I'm not at home, so he's holding down the 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 graphics for us. Pamela Williams, shout out to you, Pamela. We need more. Queen we need P. more women's in the chat. We need more women's in the chat. That's Queen P. That's my big yeah, sis. Yeah. Shouts out, shouts out to Queen P. So we got Ebony. We got Ebony on the squad now. Um, I know Glam and Nix used to be in the chat. Glam and Nix was at the game. I saw. I saw her taking a picture with uh, Nick Ader on Twitter. They were at the game. But we need like a little woman crew in the chat, man. It's, yo, if you go on, the, if you go on uh, the KOT. They have a little demographics page. It is. It, it doesn't even recognize women as a percentage in there. It's like that's terrible. It is. I don't even think it says one percent in there for women. It just says a hundred percent men. And I was wow. like, I know. I was like, I know. I got four women. <laughs> he said, "This ain't right. This ain't right." <laughs> I know I got four women. At least give me like a point four. You know, <laughs> something. Yes. Oh uh, well, yeah, but salute to you guys. All right. Definitely. But um. But yeah. yeah I, I just want to say to the chat too that shouts out for uh, you know rocking it with us and everybody that look at the, at this on the play back you know y'all could have been any anywhere it's a billion post games I I know that yeah. but y'all y'all chose to rock out with us so again appreciate that. Mhm. Yeah. Bro. I, oh, Von Allen says Brunson taking these shots to the head and chest is starting to concern me. I agree. I agree. His defense has been underrated. He has been a demon in the passing lanes and stellar off ball. You know what? You're right. And we actually never really addressed that on this program. What was that? Brunson's defense has been really good this year. Yes. It's been really good. His passing he's playing playing at passing wings well. Um the charges have been something. The way he's been fighting over screens has been next level. He's been good defensively, and he's maximized what he can do at his size and speed defensively for sure. He's never going to be a plus, like a real, like extreme plus defender, but he puts his heart out on the floor. He's the opposite of whatever Trey Young be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Now, um, I noticed the two. I, 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 um, I think I mentioned it like earlier, earlier in the season. Just his effort is supreme. He's getting, you know, um, he's always going to be small. He can't change that. So um, yeah. his effort around screens, going around screens, and just playing angles better. Um, again, he's young too, so he's still learning. It looks like the game slowed down for him on the defensive end. Yeah, um, his his help rotations. He's seen things before they come, and he's meeting. He's beating the players to their spot, even with help. Um, and when it becomes on ball, he's he just being a menace, just being active. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, Sorry. Huh? Yeah, that's no. all you can do, though. No, I said I always felt like he was decent on ball. It's funny, even though I was looking at his numbers last year, 
his on ball defensive numbers were pretty good. I don't remember, I'm going off I'm going off of memory, but I feel like it was like in the 70th percentile or 80th percentile on ball, which is way better than I expected. But um his thing was pick and roll defense. Like that's where his numbers yeah. was really dipping. When he had to like pick and roll or like react or help out or off, anything off ball, uh his numbers defensively were bad um last year. But I haven't checked this year. Maybe I'll check. Well, from the eye test, from my eye test and what I can remember, it looks like he's doing well. He's, he's in the passing lanes. Mm-hmm. He's giving more effort on that, on that, um, that end. I felt like before he used to die on screens and, and maybe just, you know, give, give in to them, but he's he's really pushing towards them. He's the, the, the rotation. That's another thing that was better at the, towards the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter was our, our rotations. I, I helped rotations on de- on defense. Yeah. Really good. Defensively, yeah. we're still good. Defensively, we're still a top. I think we're top six. Let me check the numbers. Let me check the numbers. I haven't written down. I think we're top six defense, top eleven offense. I'm just going off of memory. Uh, but yeah, De Brunson has been a part of that. Mitchell Robinson has been part of that. Uh, we're still one of the top defensive teams in the league. And listen, we held the team to under 100 points again. You know, so. Yeah. We got a super chat. They asked um, SK asked a couple things. Yeah. It says take take a moment and and watch Brunson's post game interview. Can you guys comment? Second, can you guys talk about Tibbs in game interview about opening passing lanes for Randall? Mm. See, I don't just see. I'm not in the spot to actually to listen to listen yeah. to it right now. To be honest with you, like if I had, if I was in my old setup, if I was in my house setup, I could listen to it and kind of just plug it in. Yeah, for everybody to to listen while I listen to it. But let me see. We'll see. And how long is maybe I can find a clip, but I'm not even sure if the clip will uh, will affect the stream sound here. Yeah, I missed it. He said it might have been on ESPN's broadcast. Yeah, I can't do ESPN uh, SK. Okay, wait. It says honestly. <laughs> wait. Okay, honestly. Wait. Wait. Hold on. Wow. Did you I don't know if y'all guys can hear what, what I just watched. So a reporter asked Jalen Brunson um what fueled the 21 point comeback. And a fan looked at him at Jalen Brunson and said, This is embarrassing. And then Jalen Brunson said, Yeah, that's what that fueled it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's star, he's sarcastic. He's sarcastic. Yo, Brunson. I love it. Bill yeah, from love. New York. The, the, you know the funny part about that? The comeback happened when Brunson was on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I guess I guess his part in the comeback when he, yeah, when he yeah, got all like, mad and like, aggressive. Yeah, somebody yeah. said somebody said that uh this is embarrassing. 
But yeah, they yeah. did say they take, I don't know, you know, they could have been half sarcastic and half, you know, he telling the truth. Because he did say how the, the, the Knicks team does take home situation more seriously now, where, yeah. where they feel like everybody's trying to come out and play and they're not with it. They don't want to let them, you know, have good games on their home floor anymore. Nah, so, I hear you. That might have really did wake him up a little bit because he did start playing angry and he did look at the crowd one time and said something. So I don't, I don't I mean, know if he was saying something to that, that man, but when he was on his N one spree, he definitely yeah. turned turned to somebody in the crowd and said something. I got you, bro. Maybe maybe <laughs> IQ. Maybe maybe he said the IQ too because IQ came in here firing. He came in here guns a blazing, shooting threes every play. So maybe the fan said to IQ two on the bench, and then said to Brunson when he came and sat down. I don't know, because <laughs> they was playing with another type of heart at the end of that third, fourth quarter. Oh yeah, I can. SK said Tibbs basically said Randall was doing a shit job, but the players, oh sorry, had to move to create lanes for Randall too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I kind of kind of mentioned that earlier. You know, he has to, but. He, he has to let people create lanes for him. I mean, well, he has to – I think they did a decent job. And, again, I, I was saying that we did stand around so I could understand what Tibbs was coming. In that first half, I felt we were a lot stagnant and, and, and with our hands just like this, waiting, instead of trying to help him create different passes and things of that nature. I yeah, thought I that was, was – sorry, go ahead. No, nah, because remember I, – remember, uh, Remember I was about to tag you on something and you ended up commenting on it? Yeah. Like, I feel like they go over actions to run in certain situations when Randall is posting. But they might not always do it, you know? Because there was a situation... Remember the play? You know you know the play I'm talking about, right, Ebony, for like a few games ago? Yeah. Where it's like, Randall has the ball, Josh Hart cuts, then, like... Then uh, like Brunson slides to the, to the, the yeah the wing. It's like a, a, a the like a decoy almost. Um, yeah, and IQ goes to the corner, mm-hmm. and it kind of gives it kind of gives Randall's three options to pass to. Um, so it's not just ISO, but it's ISO ball movement, mm-hmm. and maybe the coach was kind of saying that we we didn't really do that like we should have. I don't know. I have, I have to watch the game to see how mm-hmm. static we were. Now yeah. we were really stagnant. Like we had spurts again. We we did have some times where the ball movement was like bam, bam, bam. It was like okay. And then mm-hmm. we had a lot of times in in that first half and like the, the beginning of the third quarter where we were very we were just standing and nobody was really doing anything. That was another adjustment that we made. The um you know toward the middle of the third, closing the third, where you've seen I think I Hart hit Josh Hart on like a backdoor cut that they mm-hmm. had going on. So you've seen more of yeah. that happening during the game. Than, than you did, but fortunately Randall was on the bench, so he didn't he didn't get the benefit for that. Yeah, that second um, unit does that's what they do though. The second unit moves the ball. Yeah, but he moves the ball. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. But and Tibbs had he did a good. I'm not gonna say anything. He, he did a decent job with that today because normally he'd just probably just let Randall keep having the ball as primary ball handler, mm-hmm. do do it doing whatever twirling and whirling or. <laughs> like like twirling the world and like a, a discombobulated ballerina or, or mm-hmm. Tasmanian devil. I don't want to see that no more. We can't go back to that, Julius. 
can't, I can't take that, Julius. I am not. good. No more. <laughs> Put that to bed. I don't need uh, no handles handle back in the in the fact. I'm good on we, that. We, we looking forward. We're going forward. We're not looking back, Randall. New, right. A new day. Growth. Let's go. New year, new you. It's almost 2024. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Yes. We talked about everything left. That's our show. We could wrap it up. Um, we'll be back here on Sunday talking Knicks versus Suns. That will be at 6 o'clock. And so, yeah, definitely check out. For, tune in for that. And also, Dexter is supposed to be coming one of these games soon. Uh, so check out check out uh, that because yeah so yeah you get to meet Dexter Ebony. That's yeah. cool. Excited right. for that. Yeah yes 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 ma'am yes ma'am. All right yo that's our show. Salute to the squad. Salute to you. We serve the hundred people. SK thank you for the super chat. It helps keep the light on much. <laughs> uh, we won man. We beat the Heat. Let's go. <laughs> this is a good one for us. On that's SK. right. That's right, man. Woo. Always feels good to beat the Heat, Pat Riley. And, yeah, Pat <laughs> the Rat. It's always good to beat Pat the Rat any day of the week. Any day yes. of the week. But that's our show, Ebony. Uh, thank and the guy and the chat. Thank you guys for watching. And as always, shout out to World Wide West because everywhere we go, you we be a worldwide mess. That's mm-hmm. our show. We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.